you're listening to The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. And, and we've, been, we've been doing this a while, and, and, and our, our team's been around, knowing that, that uh, uh, fresh minds and fresh bodies are, are probably more important right now than a lot of different things, but there still has got to be a mindset. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Back with us, John Morris Show on a Monday from the Allen Samuel Studios. That is Bill Self, the 20th year head coach for the Kansas Jayhawks. You know uh, Coach Self and Coach Scott Drew, the two longest tenured coaches in the Big 12, both came in 20 years ago this season. They'll match up tonight in the Farrell Center, Baylor and KU. Let's visit with our friend Brian Haney, the voice of the Jayhawks, preview the matchup this evening. And Brian, welcome to Waco and looking forward to the game this evening. Always good to be here, my friend. Always good to be on with you. And yeah, how about this? There's two clubs picked at the top of the preseason Big 12 projections right now trying to fight their way up toward K-State. So uh, who would have thought it? But uh, what a competitive league. And for Kansas, you know, it's only happened 17 times in the Bill Selfie era that we've ever lost back-to-back games. And here we sit staring down the barrel at potentially three straight with a road trip to Rupp Arena in Lexington, Kentucky on Saturday. So it's a gauntlet of a schedule for everybody. And right now, Kansas in the teeth of theirs as they head here to take on a very good Baylor team. It is a gauntlet. That's a great word for it. And it is just, don't you think uh, this year really, or maybe I just feel like it is because we're in the middle of it, but don't you think this year maybe it's tougher top to bottom than it ever has been? You know, we say that every year, and yet this year, without a doubt, this is the toughest I've ever seen it. You know, when a club like K-State that was picked toward the bottom has an instant rejuvenation with Jerome Tang, and obviously I know folks here in Waco are so proud of him and the job he's doing, that made them, you know, so much more formidable, and now everybody's chasing them here in the Big 12 race, but Texas Tech, a head-scratcher that they'd be winless at this point when they've got the reigning Big 12 Coach of the Year and a lot of talent on that team as well. And so if if those were uh, you know teams either picked at the bottom or currently at the bottom and, and look at what they're capable of, and, and West Virginia, for example. Yeah. I mean, you know, you guys got your win streak started up there in Morgantown, but they were right there in that game, and, and they've been – pretty impressive the last couple times out. So, you know, they say sometimes you're only as good as your weakest link. Well, there really aren't any weak links in this league because I still respect Texas Tech a ton, and 80% of the league could be in the big dance here in about a month and a half. So that's it's amazing to think how good this league actually is. Yeah, I agree completely. Tell us, uh, with the two losses uh, to K-State and then to TCU on Saturday uh, by KU, um, is there a common thread in those back-to-back losses, or are they just both completely different? I think that uh, if there is a thread, we've had some guys struggling with confidence of late uh, in in a variety of ways. Dewan Harris had some very uncharacteristic turnovers at the end of the Kansas State game. I mean, as bad as KU played, 6 of 29 from 3, three starters foul out. They still had the ball in a tight game, a tie game, I should say, with 20 seconds to go on the road to win against now a, a top-five team. And DeWan has a live ball turnover. And then at the end of overtime, you're down one, 
and Dewan stumbles and coughs it up again. He was credited with three more turnovers in the game versus TCU, but Greg and I, to the naked eye, Greg Gurley, my broadcast partner, we counted five. And so that's been a common theme. He's really had three games in a row where he's been not like his typical self. Clearly, Kevin McCullough has struggled with the shooting confidence for the last two and a half weeks. That's been a common thread. And then Grady Dick, the sensational freshman who was the national high school player of the year from Gatorade a year ago, he's been in a little bit of a shooting funk outside of the Iowa State game when he had 21 points on five of nine threes. So for Kansas, I think those are some common denominators in a rare 0-2 week. But you look at the two games, and they couldn't have been more different. We were right there with a chance to win it at K-State and never really had a chance versus TCU. They opened 13 of 15 from the field. We cut a 22-point deficit down to 10 at the half, but then they kept pouring it on at the second half. Uh, and I'll tell you what, that was their first ever win in Allen Fieldhouse, and it wound up being our fourth largest defeat in Allen Fieldhouse history. So Kansas certainly smarting a bit as they come down here to Waco, a place where they've lost their last couple of trips. And so it's definitely a major opportunity game for Kansas, but a very difficult one that they've had circled ever since the schedule card came out. Ryan Haney, our guest, voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, in town to play Baylor coming up tonight. Big Monday in the Farrell Center. I would think no lack of confidence for uh, one Jalen Wilson. Gosh, he is playing great. 38 against K-State, 30 against TCU, leading the league in scoring second in rebounding. Jalen Wilson looks like he's playing lights out. Yeah, and he'd actually started league play the first couple of weeks a little bit off his typical pace. In non-con play, he averaged 22 a game, and many had him as their mid-season pick for the Wooden Award. And then defenses really started keying on him the first couple of weeks of league action, and he faded a bit. But these last couple of the ball games, he's been outstanding. And what made the career-high 38 points at K-State even more impressive was that he opened 0 of 5, but kept grinding, kept fighting. Bill Self talks about his short-term memory, kind of like a quarterback that just threw a pick. He got a get up off the mat, dust yourself off, and, and keep slinging it. And that's what Jalen did in that game, hitting 12 of his last 20 shots and getting to the free throw line, 11 of 12 makes there. So he was terrific. And then he backs it up with 30 versus TCU, 21 of which were in the first half of that game. He's really improved his outside shot by about nine percentage points on his three-point shooting from a year ago. And that was amongst the most critical feedback he received during the pre-draft process. Uh, following the national championship run. But he's a guy that clearly needs some help on top of, of what he's been giving us. And Would it be fair to say that some guys have at times you know, stood around and watched him do his thing these last two games as opposed to continuing to, to force the issue and be assertive themselves? Maybe. Uh, maybe they have you know, just leaned on him a little too much because there's no doubt for Kansas to achieve its ultimate goals of going back to the Final Four and competing for a national title. They need Grady Dick playing at his optimal level. They need Kevin McCullers' shooting confidence to return. And they need Dewan Harris to play like the point guard that Bill Self would tell you is as good as any in America when he's playing his best. To have all three of those guys kind of slumping in the same week clearly did us in. And I don't care if Jalen scores 50, we're not going to win if, if those three are, are playing at the level they did last week. So that's what's really got to improve here tonight for Kansas. I got you. Tell us a little bit more about Grady Dick, uh, one of the top freshmen in this league, in the country. Of course, we've got Keontae George, uh, two guys, you know, that are really, really good for their teams uh, as true freshmen. Uh, what's Grady Dick been like so far? 
Well, he's, he's a pretty special talent to watch when he's hitting because he's 6'8", he releases the ball above his head, and he's got one of the quickest trigger releases you'll ever see. And we had a couple of our 2008 national champions in practice back in the preseason, and they were watching Grady shoot, and they said, man, he releases it so high and so quickly, it's almost unblockable. And that was Brandon Rush and Mario Chalmers saying that. <laughs> yeah. the NBA World Championships, and that's, that's great praise for an 18-year-old kid. And so on his best days, John, He's been as fun to watch as any Jayhawk I've had a chance to call the game. So he had six threes and one half versus NC State back in our uh, Bahamas trip experience down there in the uh, battle for Atlantis. But other games, teams have face guarded him and made it tough on him. And he's coming off a rough shooting week where, you know, it was hard to get separation and get in rhythm. And so those are some of the things he'll need to work on. But at 6'8", he can be an excellent rebounder. We've seen him block a couple of shots in a couple of key games for us where they needed a big stop, and he used that length to, to bring it around the rim. But he's make no mistake, he's a shooting guard, small forward type. He just has the length to, to get in the paint and, and, and make an impact on the glass and occasionally defensively. I would say he's improved the most uh, you know, with some of the, the defensive uh, demands that are on any Kansas player. He's come leaps and bounds from where he was at in June, and yet he still has quite a ways to go to be consistently what they'd like him to be on that end. But in terms of just coming in as a pure shooter and scorer, I don't want to say he's a once-in-a-generational talent because we get a lot of good guys around here. But, but many, including Bill Self, have wondered, is he the best pure shooter wow. Kansas has had in 20 years of Bill Self basketball? And he might just be. We'll see if that's the version of Grady we get here tonight. Wow, that's uh, that's saying a lot right there. Brian, uh, final thought, uh, 125th year of Kansas basketball this year. Didn't you all sort of recognize that and have a big uh, sort of reunion weekend this past weekend? We did uh, about eight days ago, and thankfully we won because in 120, the year 120 uh, in terms of our anniversary, we lost, and the banquet was not a lot of fun. But for the Iowa State game oh, okay. uh, one Saturday ago, we, we did actually grind that one out, get a win, and we had over 200 former Jayhawks back on the floor. And you know, for some history, for those that are real hoops junkies, Naismith invented the game in 1891. He came to Kansas seven years later and was our first coach, first of just eight coaches in 125 years. And so four coaches were back, the only four that are still living, Larry Brown, Roy Williams, Bill Self, and Ted Owens, three of which are in the Hall of Fame named after Naismith. Mm. So there's a lot of history there, yeah. obviously. And to have all the All-Americans that came back and, and NBA stars, it, it was a pretty special weekend, no doubt. That's pretty cool. That's you know, When you throw a reunion like that, that's a really cool reunion. Uh, our guys are having a uh, get-together on February 4th that weekend, so that'll be a lot of fun also. Hey, man, I appreciate uh, you being on with us. Look forward to seeing you this evening. Holler if you need anything, but uh, should be a lot of fun in the Ferrell Center tonight. Final call for us in the Ferrell Center, it sounds like. Yeah, I think you're right. you guys in the new arena. Thanks for the info you gave me on that yesterday. I yeah. got to drive by it today. A lot of good memories and a few bad ones in the Ferrell Center. So <laughs> looking forward to one last call in there tonight and can't wait to see you, buddy. Very good. Brian, thanks very much. Thank you. All right, we'll see you. Brian Haney, the voice of the Kansas Jayhawks. Baylor and KU comes up tonight in the Ferrell Center, 8 o'clock tip-off. It is a whiteout as the Jayhawks come to town. And it was, I asked uh, Michaela Sullivan mid-morning, is it a completely a sellout? And she said, no, not officially. 
So there are still some tickets available if you uh, would like to buy more tickets or would uh, like to buy a ticket and come to the game this evening. Love to have you there. I'm shocked that it's not completely a sellout already. Uh, the game against Arkansas coming up on sa- Saturday is a sellout already. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So that's good. But uh, this one should be tonight and uh, white out, so it'll be a lot of fun. Kansas fans really turn out when they play here. There's a big Kansas contingent in the Metroplex in Dallas-Fort Worth. And so this and TCU would probably be the closest places that they have a chance to go see Kansas play. So there are always a ton of KU fans that come to the Farrell Center, and that'll be fun. That'll add to it and should be a great atmosphere coming up tonight. We're on the air at 7.30, tip-off at 8, right here on ESPN Central Texas for the Bears and the Jayhawks, the last two national champions squaring off against each other tonight.